The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on VEASAN's primetime action Wednesday night. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could hang with us. Uh, I am not at the South Point. I will be there tomorrow. I promise you that. But these gentlemen are. Kelly, I suppose we should update all the scores going on right now. Yeah, let's do it. We got three games going on in the NBA. Cavaliers up on the Spurs, 96 to 85. 545 remaining in the fourth quarter. If you wanted to get in live, Cavs laying 10.5 and, and 206.5, the live total. Bulls up on the Hornets, 61 to 47. 930 remaining in the third quarter. Live line's currently down. Uh, Raptors on top of the Thunder, 59-51. Third quarter just about to begin, I believe there. Yeah. Uh, Raptors, 12.5-point live favorites, 211.5 the live total. Over on the ice, we got a few games going on. Red Wings on top of the Flyers, 4-3 to three at the end of two. The Red Wings are minus 360, Flyers plus 250, 9.5, your live total juiced to the under. Predators and Stars all tied up at 1 at the first intermission. Stars minus 125, Predators minus 110, 6.5, the live total. Uh, Blackhawks up on the Oilers, 2 to nothing first intermission. Chicago minus 290, live Edmonton plus 210, 6.5, the live total. And in college basketball, a few top 25 teams in action. We have SMU on top of Houston, 81-79. to That game's got 130 Ooh. remaining in it. Ooh. Yeah, upset alert there. Uh, Rutgers on top of Ohio State, 66-64. to I see two seconds remaining in that game, so that could be coming down to the wire here as well. And Seton Hall up on Xavier, 67-59. Three minutes left. Seton Hall, a 7.5-point live favorite, 137.5 the live total. Baylor and Kansas State at the half, 34 apiece in that game. No live numbers currently up. All right. Uh, by the way, folks were saying, folks in the college basketball know, saying that uh, Houston, a team that is roughly power ranked somewhere between the sixth and the tenth team in the nation, that this would be quite the test tonight against SMU. And it is proving to be just that with the uh, Mustangs up a bucket with about 90 seconds left uh, per Kelly's update right there. Uh, all right, gentlemen, the floor is yours. It is the Waste Management Phoenix Open the most raucous of all golf tournaments where you are allowed to emote uh, in the, uh, in the gallery and the golfers expect no less. 
Matt, uh, let's go to you, man. How are you breaking this down? Encouraged even to do that. They will get there and they will certainly try to pump up the crowd and all that. If we take a look here, um, look, short shot, John Rahm. He is an Arizona State graduate. He lives in the Scottsdale area. So he is coming in at six to one. Super, super, super short odds on him. Justin Thomas has been bet a ton. He's down to 10 to one. You could have found him on Monday uh, somewhere in the 16 range. So he's been bet a ton. Hideki Matsuyama's at 12, Victor Hovland 16, Patrick Cantlay 16, Jordan Spieth 16, Xander Shoffley 20 to 1, Scotty Scheffler 22, Berger 25. Remember, Berger did have to withdraw last week uh, due to a back injury. Now, as Reed said, that was precautionary. He said it's precautionary, but just something to keep in mind as you are going about kind of betting this thing. Russell Henley at 30, Sam Burns at 30, Kepka 35, Louis Oosthuizen making his first start of the year 35, uh, Tony Finau at 40, Seamus Power at 40, Bubba Watson at 40. So you can kind of see some real star power getting down into some of those bigger numbers as you get further down the board here. So 18 of the world's top 30 players going to be teeing off here. Rom, Kepka, Oosthuizen, Cantlay, Spieth, JT, Matsuyama, Answer, Finaus, Webb Simpson, Shoffley, Sam Burns, Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland, all those guys in the field here. Now, you heard us, if you were listening in the, in the last hour we were talking about, there was a tournament over in Saudi Arabia last week, which, by the way, Harold Varner won. Yeah. Um, that said, there are some players in the field that did go play in that tournament over there. Now, they're flying first class and all that, but still, it's a 20-some-odd-hour flight to uh, to get back over here for that. That is uh, Shoffley, Answer, Finau, Bubba Watson, Lucas Herbert, uh, Graham McDowell, Duffner, and then HV3, uh, Harold Varner III, all did go play in Saudi Arabia last week. They're all in the field in this one. Kelly, I don't know if you faded those guys instantly. I did. You did. Okay, so I, I was going to ask you the same question. It was something that I wanted to run my models and everything without looking at that, but still had that list of players in mind. Um just really happened to end up betting no guys that ended up playing over there anyway. So it didn't really affect it except for, I, I think it's hard not to fade aggressively HV three, at least. I mean that putt for a Millie for like a huge win in his career. And he's going to come back and try to tee this up this week at, at this tournament. I, he, he kind of ranked, kind of highly in my models, but I, I think I'm going to still fade him in a matchup or two. I haven't played it yet, but man, that was a huge moment for that guy last week for a guy that has struggled on tour, especially with the putter hits that kind of putt to win it. I think he's a good fade target this week. Past winners here, uh, Kepka last year, Webb Simpson the year before that, uh, Ricky Fowler in 19, Gary Woodland in 18, Matsuyama back-to-back in 17 and 16, Kepka back again in 15, Stadler in 14, Phil Mickelson in 13, then Cal Stanley in 12. This is at TBC Scottsdale. It's 7,261 yards. It's a par 71, so there's only, uh, only three par fives. On this course, that being said, all three of those par fives are gettable in two. That said, hole number 15 does have water to deal with. 74 different water balls in the water there in 2020. So something to keep in mind on those par fives that, yes, they're gettable, but they are also holes that you can get in trouble. Uh, His strokes gained approach, which is something you'll hear Kelly and I talk about a ton, on this program is actually historically less important here than it is in any other major tournament that we will really talk about all year. Yep. If you look at the historical stats here compared to, to all the other stuff on tour, putting also fairly easy 
in this tournament. Um, in 2020, the field made 89% of their putts inside of 10 feet. That's the third highest uh, make percentage on putts. Oh, and they also had the third highest make percentage on putts outside of 15 feet on tour as well. So these greens are pretty, I mean, even though they're technically some sort of hybrid grass and all that, and you'll hear some people call it Bermuda. You hear yeah, some they're not straight Bermuda. It's, but they, they're, they're pretty true. And so you don't have to be a good putter here to kind of figure this out. So I didn't put any putting at all in my model this week. Again, if it's, if, if you're making 89% of your putts inside of 10 feet and it's the third easiest from outside of 15 feet, then anybody is in play this week. So not really worried about that. We mentioned those three par fives. So number 17 is also one. If you never watch this tournament, you got to watch it. It's, it's awesome. Number 17 is a drivable par four. It sits about 332-ish, three-ish, four-ish, depending on where they sit it up, uh, yards in that one. So it it's, it is, you can't hit it in the water on that one as well, but it is a drivable par four that a lot of guys are going to go after in this one. This is also a driver's course. And what I mean by that is 59% of all drives went over 300 yards last year on this course. And so a lot of that has to do with the layout. A lot of it has to do with just the fact that it's, it's a desert course, right? So not much rain, not very soft. It's going to be, there's going to be some run out, right? It's going to be a little bit drier. There's going to be a little bit firmer. As well. Yeah. A little bit of elevation. So um, that 59% of all drives going over 300 yards, that was the second highest mark on tour last year. And also about this, this course, because of those par fives, even though there's only three of them, they're get they're they're able to be got and not only are they able to be got they're able to be got with eagles as well. Forty or more eagles have been made in each of the last three waste management opens, so wow. you can get eagles in this uh, on this course as well with all this. And so for me, I mean the the players that I was kind of looking for in this one and the stats that I really went after and found to be the, the most important to me is a little bit different, like I said, than what Kelly and I normally do. Normally we start everything off with strokes gained approach. I didn't even put approach in my in my model this week. So, Interesting, okay. So I just went straight ball striking, which is a combination oh, of okay. that and off the yeah. tee, but like I didn't weigh just that, right? And so I went ball striking, driving distance, opportunities gained, strokes gained par five, eagles gained, um, the 175 to 200 proximity, and then I did scrambling, and then I did three-putt avoidance because here's one of the other things. You can get onto these greens, but they're big greens, big greens right? Yep. They're huge greens. And so you might – some of these guys might find themselves with like 80, 90-foot putts and stuff like that. And so um, it actually tends to have a pretty high three-putt percentage as well in at this tournament because these greens are so huge. So I did three putt avoidance and then I also did uh birdies or better gained. What did you look at this? That week? is I everything you just named, I punched in the model except for birdies or better. Uh I, I it, just putting wise, I did opportunities gained in Eagles. I did look at only other one I looked at par fours, four hundred and fifty to five hundred yards. I don't think you said that one. And then greens and regulation is the other one I looked at. Uh was just looking for guys that, you know, gonna be able to get on the green in two. Like you said, a lot of these par fives gettable in two. Um, you know, once at one somebody on 
on the par fours that I'm looking to bomb and then, you know, hopefully have a nice, uh, easy shot out of the fairway onto the green. So I didn't look at everything else you just said, though, Matt, is is what I punched into the model as well. So, um, you know, we'll probably go over our bets here on the other side of what we actually ended up with. Sounds like our models were, were fairly similar, though, and I know our bets are, are, are pretty different. It looks like the only guy we matched up on is our great friend, Victor Hovland, who uh, I'm excited to have a big week. Yeah, I mean, it, it, so for this one, for me, I mean, again, like I'm not worried about putting at all. I'm not worried about necessarily approach all that much. I mean, I did put it in. I did factor it in a little bit because ball striking does it does factor that a lot, but it's not one of those deals that I typically weight, you know, super, super heavy on and all that. And, 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 and frankly, if you kind of look at the way that this, this tournament's played historically, you need to be long, but you need to be keeping it in the fairway because it is still a desert course. You're going to be, you're going to get into cactuses and you're going to get into all kinds of rocks and things like that if you start spraying the ball all over the place. Woo. Very thorough and long tease for the actual picks <laughs> next at the Phoenix Open and the one and done and the draft. Coming back right here on Beeson's Primetime Action. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action on a Wednesday night, Super Bowl 56 Wednesday night. Again, 56 hours of coverage wall-to-wall begins with primetime action on Friday night with the three of us. Uh, And then all the way through the BetCast, which we'll do with Mike Pritchard on Sunday. Cannot wait for that this weekend. Uh, Kelly, Houston is down two with six seconds left. Is that what you said? Yep, down two, five and a half seconds left. I believe SMU is headed to the foul line, so two free throws should end this thing. Timeout on the court. <laughs> Timeout on the court. <laughs> All right, uh, Matt and Kelly, uh, both of you guys, let's give your actual, uh, your outrights. And let me just set this up for people who have who have missed this this week. Matt Brown is coming off two consecutive outrights. Two weeks ago at Torrey Pines, uh, 83 to one on Luke list last week at Pebble beach, 60 to one on Tom Hoagie. Kelly's been knocking at the door too. Just can't put it over. Just two runner ups. Just two runner ups already. Just two runner ups. You know, one of those being Tom Hoagie, but you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> You're not bitter. Whatever. Or no, I'm not bitter. Yeah, I'm not bitter. No, that's fine. Yeah, so what I'm saying is pay attention people to these people on their golf is all I'm saying, Matt, go ahead. Yeah. So I have, um, you know, my, my shortest shot here is Victor Hovland at 18 to one. Um, Victor Hovland is a guy that over, I mean, listen, he's already, 
in he's in very good form already. He's won a tournament overseas already this year, and he really checks the boxes on everything that I'm looking for. And I mean, if you look over the last 50 rounds, and again, like I said, Earlier on in the season, I like to have a much kind of uh, bigger – I don't look as close as to recent form for a lot of the guys. And so, you know, look, Vic Hovland over the last 50 rounds, he's third in this field in ball striking. He's second in opportunities gained. He's eighth in proximity for 175 to 200, which is where most of these people are having to come from in this. He's sixth in birdies or better gained. As well, I mean, he is in the he's inside the, the top 20 in driving distance as well. He just checks a lot of the boxes, most of the boxes actually that I'm looking for this week. So I do have a ticket in on him at 18 to 1. And then it goes kind of to that little bit longer for me here because these are all guys that I think I'm getting in on before the market catches up to these numbers. I think, you know, again, I'm trusting what I'm putting in. I'm trusting so far it's worked out for me and I'm trusting, you know, the, the, the way that this model spinning this stuff out. So Taylor Gooch, a guy that we bet on, you know, about a month ago that we were on a little bit earlier, we were betting him at 30 to one. We're getting him now at 66 to one. This is still one of those younger guys kind of on the way up here. And again, just ticks all the boxes that I'm looking for here inside the top 35 in every single one of the categories that I was talking about here uh, this week. And, and, and in some of the scoring categories, you know, strokes gained on par five, the Eagles, stuff like that. He's eighth overall there. He's second overall in Eagles. He uh, avoids three putts really well as well. Really like Taylor Gooch there, 66 to one. Going back to Luke List, and this is a guy that I think might have had might have had his co-crack moment like by winning, you know, a couple of weeks ago. He took last week off, which I think is great. So he just kind of soaked it in. Now he comes back out and he's going to play this golf tournament this week after getting that win under his belt. And again, we saw co-crack took him a while to break through. He did break through and then he won multiple tournaments in a season as well. Really like what Luke List is bringing to the table. Elite ball striker there. Max Homa is more of a field play. He's kind of in the top 30 in my models, like in a lot of them. They're one where he's 22nd. But the number just seems way off for me here. 71 to 1. A guy with super, with, with a ton of talent here. Likes, you know, West Coast guy. And then also he grew the stash back out for this tournament. And so you got to get him in your account whenever you have, uh, so, you know, anytime you can do that. Sure. Aaron Wise, another guy super, super high. Popping all over the place. Elite ball strike long enough off the tee, everything that I'm kind of looking for here to check that box. Keith Mitchell is a guy who apparently everyone and their everyone's on this week. I didn't even know, but the the number some of the some of the guys that I know got numbers as high as 130 on Keith Mitchell. I got 85. I thought I was doing well. Um, Best Keith, caddy in the game, Crunchy Pete. Yeah, and, and honestly, Keith Mitchell's also the type of guy, Gil. You talk about the environment here for this tournament. He's the type of guy that can handle that. He's the type of guy that's going to relish with the crowd kind of, you know, screaming and hooping and hollering and, and, and acting crazy. He's that type of guy. So uh, he's long off the tee. He's playing really well right now. His recent form is really, really good. And I'm going to kind of ri- try to ride that here before the, the odds catch up with him. And then I put in a, just kind of a bomb on, on Cameron Young at 250 to 1. He was an alternate, got into the field on a couple of the withdrawals. Uh, withdrawals. Uh, gets in another guy. He's actually played pretty well here as of, re- as of late. A T2 at the Sanderson Farms, lost to, to Sam Burns at that tournament. A T20 at the Farmers. So, I mean, this guy is is not – I think his skill set is way, way, way better than 250 to 1. So, just wanted to get that ticket in there based strictly off the price. 
Yeah, as far as mine, uh, look, I only got three outrights in the account, and uh, it, not much. I, I'm not done betting this tournament. I will say that. I, hey, when someone is hot, it's Matt Brown is betting. You got to listen to what he has to say first. I'll tell you that much. And I, I think if anybody anybody tells you any different, it is crazy. When you when you know someone who who's on a hot streak like this, betting a, betting a sport that they bet as well as Matt does with golf, you got to at least listen to what he has to say before you put all your bets in. However, for my outrights, I went I went short shots. I think it was a little bit different between me and you. Um, you know, JT, JT, Hovland, Hideki were all popping, all the models I, I ran. Uh, Matsuyama, I, you know, not as much. If you go further back, I know you look at a 50-round yep. more than I do, so that's probably why I'm seeing him pop a little bit more than you are. Great course history here as well. Yeah, great tournament history. When you talk JT and, and Hideki, these guys are fourth and seventh in strokes gained over the past five years at this tournament. Uh, Hovland, I really loaded up on, though, especially a top 20 bet uh, on him. I also have a top 20 on Hideki and a top 20 on Russell Henley. I will be looking at matchups to work Justin Thomas into. Um, and then Luke List, this is one of those. I I'll be adding him for sure of all the guys that Matt bet. Uh, he's definitely one I'll be adding. He's top five in every one of my models. I just feel they're obviously – they are skewed, you know, when you have a win like that, but it's one of those how much is it and how, you know, how much is it and how much is it or, or his odds still make it worth betting. And I'm kind of with you, Matt. I think it's probably still worth a flyer on a guy like that. And uh, like you said, we, we found a lot of success with Jason Kokrak last year. Maybe he's the Jason mm -hmm. Kokrak of this season. So that, that's all I've got right now. Might be some ads along the way. Definitely Luke List. Uh, but I love those three shorter shots this week for sure. All right, let's do it. Our one and done. Let's update the standings first. Shall we do that? What do we got oh, after we last week? Oh, yeah, I don't have those prepared. You're you're rolling. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> who's, who's, who's who's got the first? Who's got the first shot here? Kelly, oh, are you are. up first? Never mind. There they go. Oh, yeah, I told yeah you it doesn't really there. matter. I'll go with Hideki because I don't know what other, <laughs> when else I'm going to use them. All right, Matt. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Taylor Gooch. I'm gonna go ahead and and Kelly, you're gonna love it whenever he. Whenever he top when fives he this thing after yeah. you, after after he goose egged you in 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 uh, the second week of the season, yeah. But I'm gonna go with Goose. I think that again, just too talented. And I think his course fits him really, really well. I am going with Daniel Berger, Leaflet. All right, Daniel Berger is my one and done. Okay, we have to. We have to. So let's open. let's let's get the rules in place now. If he plays one, if he plays five holes and withdraws, that's just that's just how the cookie crumbles, Gil. That's correct. Okay. All right. All right. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't swing a club, then that does not count. Then that does correct. Count. All right. You're good. And then All we, right. I don't know what we do. We we give guilt two again later in the year, like we did last time. Well, no. If he withdraws, yep. no. If he withdraws, we he, you're just going to have to text him real quick and get you know get a get a backup from it. Yep. You know, you're right. right. Uh, yep. So, no, well, can we that. can we do can we do a draft in two minutes? Draft super good? quick. I'll start. Abraham answer over Harold Varner even on a matchup. Matt go. All right. Victor Hovland, <laughs> top 10, plus 175. Take it. Uh, Victor Hovland, top five, plus 330. Billy Horschel to miss the cut, plus 210. Tony Finau to miss the cut, plus 175. Daniel Berger, top 10, plus 240. Keith Mitchell. Oh, you skipped me. Oh. Corey Connors, top Canadian, plus 110. I'm against Corey Connors in every single head-to-head, -head, so I hope that you're wrong. Cool, uh, Keith Mitchell, top 40, even money. Taylor Gooch, top 10, plus 500. John Rom or Justin Thomas to win at plus 340. 
Look at you. Uh, Luke List top 20 at plus 210. Uh, I'm looking for Abraham answer to miss the cut. Is he available? He is not available. Uh, I will <laughs> I will therefore take. Uh, oh, no, we're up against it. Uh, I will take. Okay, I've got uh, Brooks Kepka over Abraham answer plus 100. All right. Uh, my last bet will be Russell Henley top 20 at Geez, even money. I bet this at plus 175. Even money. I will take this at top 20. And I will take uh I'll take Aaron Wise um at a top 40 finish at minus 110. All right. And I will take uh Keith Mitchell top 40 plus 100. All right. Yo, could we do it in 2 minutes? Come on. What are we how are we even going to fill for the next 20 seconds? Uh, my goodness. I, I don't, don't know. know. How? Maybe I'll talk about Joe Theismann again. Maybe <laughs> he we'll do he that. was great. He was great. Uh, that was a treat. What a treat. Uh, we'll come back. Ryan Hyatt's got a nice little Super Bowl prop question for us that I think we should tackle. And we added some Super Bowl prop bets today. We will review those and review all that we already have in the accounts for Super Bowl 56. We'll do that next right here on Prime Primetime Action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Join our own Stormy Bonatoni on Friday, this Friday, 6 p.m., for the big game betting and beers event at the South Point Casino right here in Las Vegas. Stormy is going to be joined by our guys in the desert, Christy Andrews, Jimmy Vaccaro, and Vinny Maliulo for a fun and informative look at betting this year's big game and stories from behind the book about all the action and all three of those legends have seen over the years. The event is free for everyone over 21. So stop by the South Point on Friday at 6 p.m. for specials on Budweiser. Purchase signed copies of both of Chrissy's books, then one day and then one year, and learn from those three bookmaking experts. Uh, Stormy and the crew, Stormy Bonatoni, uh, Bonatoni, rather, 48 hours from now, just under 48 hours from now, 6 p.m. at the South Point on Friday. We are a sand wedge away at the VEASAN studios. Come by and say hello as well. I mean, Is that allowed, Kelly? They can come by and say hi? Yeah? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, you guys already weren't. I mean, you already told me I had to be on bouncer duty, so sure. Yeah. These pros, I mean, like. We can't even say a sand, like these pros. It would be like, like if they hit the sand wedge, they'd they'd be knocking it into the M casino well, down it there. Still or whatever, works. Whatever. It, so, like, you it's hit not, the sand wedge, it goes off the roof. Yeah, and like yeah off, it'd be a sand wedge that like yeah, that bounced nine different like hit off the roof nine times on the way there. But yes. Well, what what club are you using, by the way? Oh, me five five iron, like you know something like that. I'd just put it. Like, yeah, like, like, make sure that he gets there. This is I would like just tin cup. It. You know, you got to get the ball through the <laughs> bar. It's real low. Yeah, yeah. I would just put it all the way down there. But honestly, it's free. It's something that if you are going to be in town, I mean, it's Friday night, too. So it is early enough at six. You can still go make your dinner date. You can still yep. whatever, all that. Like, it's 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 a good time. And again, like we said, come beat on the glass. That's what we love every time that we're live. So just come beat on the glass. Try to come in the studio. All those things. Oh, yeah. Not enough people do it like a hockey game. You know what I mean? Don't. It, 
if you, if you do it like a hockey, I'm okay with that. Actually. That'd be that, one thing. Most worth, of them yeah. just do like one bang, one pound. Or they try to they try they try to wave and try to get on camera. Just sit back there and bang. You'll get on there. Play like the bongos, and we'll just let you go to town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it is one of those like Gil obviously talks every Monday with with Chris Chrissy when we to go over guessing lines, and it's one of those things we take for granted with these guys and the amount of history. Uh, I mean, in the business yes. that they have here, and they work, I mean, 20 yards from where our studio is right now. And, and, and incredible event. Go check it out if you can, for sure. No, it, it, that's such a good point, though, Kelly. I mean, <clears throat> we do take it for granted. We will never, like, you know, we're all getting older, right? We all get old. But these guys aren't going to be around forever. And so we are so privileged to have the three of those guys. Um, you know, not that they're – not that this <laughs> – not that they're, well, you know, this thing is imminent. I'm just saying let's enjoy everyone while we have them here and not take it for granted. And good for Stormy to host that. Stormy's running point on the whole 56 hours, too, on Sunday. She She's really the Bob is. Costas of this whole thing. Yeah, she really is. You have a Ryan Hyatt question. Oh, yeah, yeah. great question from from the great Ryan Hyatt, the, uh, the legend of Texas Tech radio down there. Uh, okay, he asked, with so many props available for Super Bowl betters now, how should one wind down and manage bankroll? How many prop bets are too many? When does value get compromised by volume? So I think that this is um, kind of we, – we touched on this, I think, a little bit, Kelly, when you were gone. And it's one of those deals where I think that you need to decide how you want to go about the Super Bowl. I mean, there are people who want to bet the Super Bowl and really try to make a profit, and I think there's a lot of people who want to bet the Super Bowl because it's super fun with 50 different props that are available out there. And, like, decide that first and foremost. I have no problem. Listen, we preach all the time. Hey, man, look for the best number and, you know, listen to what we're trying to say from from an analytical standpoint and try to figure this and all the stuff like that. I, I throw all that out the window when it comes to the Super Bowl's last game of the year. I understand you're getting most people are getting together with friends or family or, or both or whatever it might be. or heading to one of the parties around town and things like that. And I mean, you know, have fun if you want to. I think that that's perfectly fine. And so I, first first and foremost, Gil, I would say. What's your strategy? What's your end goal here? Are you just trying to have fun? Or are you really trying to like make a profit on this thing? Yeah, and I think if if you you know if you treat the Super Bowl like it's the game to make tremendous amounts of money on, you're probably doing this yeah. wrong, right? Uh, those those opportunities have gone by the wayside already. Um, it should be unless you're a Bengals fan or a Rams fan, and this means like the world to you and your family or whatever. Uh, from being you know generations worth of fans for those franchises, enjoy it, have fun. We we talked earlier about props that will just do more to annoy you and cause you a little stress. Don't don't do those. Make it fun. Um, and I think, you know, we have some people on our air who said by the time the game kicks off, they're going to have 30 props. That's a little much for me. But if that's what makes them have a good time, hey, whatever floats your boat. Um, yeah. What's your sweet spot for the number of props, Kelly? Yeah, I, w- I mean, for me, it's I think it really depends on the year, right? I, I think for me, it's a, it's, a, it's a little bit of balance of both. When you have someone like Matt, who every NFL game is analyzing prop numbers as closely as he is, like there's going to be some prop bets that he has that are as big or maybe even bigger than you had during the regular season, right, Matt? But like for me, it's, it, it's one of those, sure, there might be a few props that I have that are same size as I would play in the regular season because I do see some value on them. But at the same time, yes, I will play. 
play more props in a game like this than I would normally on an NFL Sunday Sunday mm-hmm. or a Sunday night game or even a Monday night game. Because let's just be honest, it's your last go at it. It's, it's, uh, it's your last go, last go at it's, it. It's, yes, we're going to miss football the second the game's over. Exactly. You know? and it's, yeah. it's, I'm going I to have more, but I am <laughs> betting them at less amounts, right? Then yeah. that's the key. Bet less than what you normally would because you're not betting them with the same kind of confidence that you would in other bets. So for me, it, it ranges, Gil. You know, I think I'm, I mean, it feels like I'm adding one or two every day now. So it's who knows what the number's going to be at by the time Sunday hits. But I think yeah. I'm at six or seven well, right now. A couple of buddies have asked me, you know, th- this question because they're going to be getting into it and stuff like that. And I said, you know, one of the pieces of advice, they're, they're doing it recreationally and they're doing it for fun. And so I was like, do prop bets where you basically have a sweat the whole course of the game, right? Like, like d- don't like make it to where you're not winning any bets or you don't have any props where you can win inside the game because that's like super fun as well. Like, you know, like make some sort of first quarter one, make a, you know, a low, you know, a low over on, you know, one of these, one of these other markets that are out there and all these things like that, but where you can win kind of throughout the course of the game because that adds fun and everything to the, to the nature of the betting as well. So I, I like that aspect of all of this. I mean, I, we were joking about the coin toss. I don't think that that's something that you necessarily need to, to bet on this, but there are other ways you can get instant gratification. First score, you know, we used to do it here for the standalone games. There's first t- TD score, what type of score will be the first score, you know, different things like that. There, there's ways that you can get instant gratification and gratification throughout the whole course of the game. And I think that's a fun kind of fun strategy to have as well. And along those lines of what you were just saying, Matt, with, with props that will last you the whole game. I see off screen here, you've added a few and these are, I love these that you've added right here. Yeah. So uh, my, my bets that are in the account here, we talked about a few that are already that, that we, you know, already listen to Jamar chase over rushing yards. Like I said, I think they're going to try to get it in his hands. Maje P Ryan over eight and a half receiving yards got added. That's just, again, I think it's gonna be a pass heavy approach. Also, if they get he's he's become their third down back, and then also if you know they get into a two minute offense situation, and he's already out there, he's not coming off the field, right? If they've got to run, hurry up, he's going to be on the field, dump off, screen passes, things like that. Anything you can do to kind of keep the Rams off balance, and so uh, I like him over eight and a half receiving yards. We I love about, that one. I'm I'm adding that. Matt and I talked about that during a break. I, I must have missed that whenever he bet that one, but I, I guess I think that makes a lot of sense, no matter what the game script is, right? That is another one where mm-hmm. it's like you try to look on some of these, what the game script is. Is it going to follow? Is it going to match it? I think he's their third down back, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. Either that or if, guess what, they do fall behind, yeah. he's going to be in there all the time. So I'm looking to bet that one as well. Uh, Mixing under rush yards, we've been over that ad nauseum here. I just don't think that they're going to have a, a run-heavy approach in this game. Uh, Bengals kicked the longest field goal. Listen, we're all Money Mac fans here. We think that this is going to be something he's going to do. This is what I found, and I thought that this just is, is fairly correlated here. Is Bengals field goal yardage over 60 and a half? I mean, if we believe that they're not afraid to run McPherson out there, I mean, listen, we need two field goals out of him. That's it. I mean, like, they're not going to kick any chip shot field goals. Most likely, this is a, they get inside the red zone. They're most likely going to be pretty aggressive and things like that. So, I mean, two 31 plus yard field goals from McPherson, I'll play that all, all day long uh, when it comes down to it. Uh, Burrow over Stafford, uh, passing yardage. 
that again, I'm, you're getting even money. It's it's juice to Stafford. And again, I just uh, the approach that I think that this takes and a couple of the different game scripts favor Burrow over Stafford when it comes to passing yards. And then I also have John Rahm first round score over Joe Mixon rush yards. I mean, it's a par 71 course here. There's only three par fives on the whole thing. There's not four par fives. Um, you know, Rom goes and has a really good round. He goes four under. He's shooting 67. I already have the under 64 and a half. So I'm getting just some extra, some extra yards here on. Uh, and you know, who knows? Maybe Rom blows up, right? Maybe Blom, maybe Rom shoots a, a par. Who was yeah. he shoots 71? I was going to say, like John John Rom, like leaves the course, is shooting a uh, a disappointing 74, and you hear him say, "Well, at least they've made it tough for mixing them." <laughs> yeah, I yeah. like that one as well. I mean, that is one though that like you're right. Like it, it's way more likely for him to go like shoot a 72 than him to shoot a 62. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that is you know where his props at. It makes a lot of sense. All right, Kelly, we'll get yours after the break. We'll get mine after the break as well. I believe we're headed to a break. Yes, we are. There we go. There's the music. I knew that music was coming. We'll do that next. Uh, we'll preview the NBA games that are yet to tip off tonight. It is VEASAN's primetime action right here. The Sports Betting Network. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Drink smooth, draft smart, make it count. Join the action on football's biggest Sunday with the final football face off presented by Jack Daniels. Play free fantasy football for your shot at a share of $20,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Jack Daniels. Now to set your roster before game time, Jack Daniels, make it count. 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Skill Alexander, Matt Brown. Kelly Bidlin. Kelly, one last check of the score, sir. Yeah, two NBA games in action. Bulls going to take care of the Hornets, I think. Sorry, Jeremy, our director, if I just jinx that. 107 to 90. Six minutes remaining in the game. Bulls, 16 and a half point live favorites, 227 and a half. The live total. Raptors all over the Thunder, 92 to 72. Ten minutes left in that one. Raptors, 19 and a half point live favorites, 208 and a half. The live total over on the ice predators and stars tied up at two, three 22 remaining in the second period. The predators minus 120 on the money line stars minus 110, six and a half. Your live total juiced to the over uh, Blackhawks up on 
the Oilers, 2-1, to one, second intermission. Chicago, minus 210. Edmonton, plus 155, 5.5. The live total juiced to the under. And Golden Knights and Flames just getting started. It is 0-0, three and a half minutes into this game. If you wanted to get in live, Flames minus 145. Golden Knights plus 110, 5.5, your live total. And over in college basketball, top 25 games going right now. We've got Baylor on top of Kansas State, 63-53. to 53. Six minutes remaining in the game. Baylor is 10.5-point live favorites. 140.5 is the live total. Texas Tech up on Oklahoma, 25-20. That game, 212 remaining in the first half. Live numbers, Texas Tech, 3.5-point live favorites, 121.5 the live total. Mississippi State up on Tennessee, 29-27. to 27. Uh, Four minutes left in the first half. Money line, minus 115 each way, 142.5 the live total. You excited about uh, Dre and Eminem and Mary J. Blige for halftime? Does that move your needle at all? Oh, no? heck yeah. Does it really? Oh, right. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Halftime show? Definitely. Are we going to like... Tell, I can't tell if you're being serious. No, I'm being, de- I'm being dead yeah. serious, Gil. Are you kidding right. me? Like me All in right. high school? Yeah. Oh, man, that, that, that was uh, the jams right there. Do, do we do we cut away during the halftime? Oh, yeah, during... we're gone. We get to watch, yeah. We get, so we'll yeah. just we'll crank it up here in the studio. Yeah, that's right. We'll just crank it up here in the studio, jam out. I, I don't really see how Kendrick Lamar fits into it, but... Like, you know, he's a little later on, right? Like, where are we going yeah. for a time period thing here? Yeah. Uh, for the Cavs tonight, just they, they do get that win 105-92 to 92 over the Spurs. It was the debut of Rondo and Lavert tonight. Lavert plays 28 minutes, but only goes 4 of 11 from the floor for 11 points for them. But, man, you mentioned something. You mentioned how well Garland's been playing. He was 12 of 15 from the floor tonight, 3 of 3 from downtown. Goes for 27 five boards and six assists for that Cavs team who now have 34 wins on the season. Yep. Win total over this team. Watch out there. I, I don't think they're, I'm not going to sit here and say they're winning the East or anything like that, but this is a team with the size that they have just to try to scheme around playing. This team is incredibly difficult for most teams in the NBA these days. Kelly, you want me to go first, or you want to go first with Super Bowl bets? Go ahead. Kick it off, as they say, Gil. I'll kick it. I didn't add any like you two gentlemen did today. But once again, to review, here are my bets. I am on the Bengals plus four and a half. Nothing big, just to keep it interesting. Uh, but my three props, again, opening kickoff to be a touchback. The no at plus 140. There was some uh, work for some folks that it got taken down for a while. I'm not sure if that's true or not. But the opening kickoff to be a touchback, no plus 140 again for the fifth time this week, if you missed it. Uh, that's a Pat McAfee-driven prop. He kicked in a Super Bowl. He said it's like kicking a brick. They don't treat the ball the same way they do a regular season opening kickoff because that ball is destined for the hall of fame. So they don't let you work it in for a half hour. You kick it, you show up, you don't see the ball beforehand. Then it goes straight to the hall of fame. It is rough to get that in the end zone. 26 of the last 28 super bowls have resulted in opening kickoffs of no touchback. So the no at plus plus one forty. will there be an extra point miss? This is not for everybody, but I laid the juice minus three thirty. Uh, Evan McPherson and Matt Gay combined this year, 103 for 106 on extra points. So uh, I'll take the minus 330 on the no there as a good mathematical value. And then Joe Mixon under 62 and a half rushing yards. Grab that as well at minus 110. Kelly, you did add some bets today. 
Yeah, I did. Yeah, as far as what I have for the game right now, I do have that Rams 16-1 to future. Hedged off a bit with Bengals plus 4.5. Do think it's going to be a pretty tight game. Uh, as far as all the props that I have right now, Burrow over 36.5 pass attempts. That's been in the count for a, while, a little while now. Uh, Burrow over 2.5 rush attempts is one I added a couple days ago. Uh, this is one I think we just, we've seen a little bit more out of Burrow recently is when things break down, him his willingness to take off and pick up 8 mm-hmm. yards and and, you know, if we get to the end of a half and I can get a kneel or something like that, I think two and a half is, look, this wasn't a bigger bet, but I like the, I think that's a fun prop bet for the game to have in the account. I, li- I like the over on that one. Uh, Bengals to make the longest field goal. We've talked about that uh, at length. And then I did go at, at Cam Akers under 65 and a half rushing yards uh, today. That's one we've been talking about. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm on that as well. And I'm going to be adding Samaji P. Ryan on the re- over on his receiving yards as well. I think that's a great call by Mr. Matt Brown. I'll be tailing him on that one as well. Gil, we, Matt, uh, I- we got some in, we, we got some some interesting news that maybe it's just a little a pretty convenient. Um, no Russell Westbrook tonight in the Lakers starting lineup listed as a lower back as to why mm. he is out tonight. Um, mm. Yeah. So it looks like LeBron will be running point for them tonight. It will be their 28th different starting lineup on the season so far tonight for this Lakers squad. And, you know, we're not reading into it that, you know, this means a trade is imminent or anything or something, but it, it might mean that they're at least shopping real hard and they don't want any chances taken on any sort of freak injury tonight in this, in this deal. I was going to say, uh, Matt might not be reading into it. I'm reading into it a little bit. <laughs> I'll say it. I, I just go back to before the season, how everybody was just in the tank for the nets and the Lakers and the nets understandably, right? Cause if you thought the big three was going to play together, then that's one thing. I never understood the Lakers thing. I didn't. I don't care. It was too that that team was too old in the te- in the teeth, as the expression goes. And there was no best. I just never bought into it. Never. Yeah, I didn't uh, think that three would work. I'll, I'll raise my hand and say I was there in that camp. I was talking. To, I was talking up all summer. And Gil, you were rightfully always battling with me on that. It, it, it's fair. I, you know, I was wrong. There's no doubt about that. I I thought that the immense talent that LeBron and Anthony Davis bring to the court, they were going to be able to work it out and this is just not if LeBron and AD can stay healthy look they're still going to cause problems for some people but they just have nothing on this team I I talked about it I think it was during the break but Malik Monk was not on this team this year they'd have five less wins six less wins this is very much the only other guy that can score besides those two and I guess Russell Westbrook on rare occasion so I this team is it's a disaster but I don't know what this like these John Wall for Russell Westbrook trade rumors, like this is the grossest exchange of $88 million I've ever seen in my life. That's for sure. Anything on these uh, late tip-offs for you, trio of games, including the Lakers, by so the way? That one is, I mean, I, I, I don't, some of these are just tough to bet. Sometimes we talk about like bets and, and hey, we might have a good, a good, bet for you to go bet on there's some good games here for you to stay away from in my opinion like this Lakers Blazers game you don't know what you're getting out of this Lakers team apparently now with what it's a 20 it's a new starting lineup for the 28th time this year and then this Blazers team is basically a whole new team so it's almost impossible to really handicap this I looked a little bit at player props on this one Matt I think Anthony Simons look he's he's gonna get the shots up he's getting them up every single game now Uh, he's gonna 
to have 18 field goal attempts or something around that. He's been averaging near that basically the past 10 games, 12 games now. Um, if you wanted to look at something like that, couldn't argue with you. Anthony Davis is going to be playing, though. I'm not going to look at Nurkic. Um, so I, I got nothing much there. I think this Timberwolves at the Kings is interesting. I was on the Timberwolves pretty heavy last night. Easy winner. This is one of those back-to-back in the same location situations. Mm-hmm. But you have, again, two very different teams that are about to hit the court. Sabonis is going to make his debut tonight for the Kings. So how exactly do they work him in? And Holiday. And Holiday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've got, uh, okay, so Marvin Bagley will be out uh, for them. And it looks like Jeremy Lamb's also going to go in this game. Rishon Holmes also upgraded to probable for them. Uh, everybody will be going on the Minnesota side except for Patrick Beverly. He will be out in this game tonight. I still lean the Timberwolves side, but this number is seven, seven and a half, eight. And I got it at six last night. So I'm not running to bet this. Mm-hmm. And Warriors, Jazz, both teams uh, missing a couple pieces. No clay tonight for the Warriors. No Rudy Gobert tonight for the Jazz. It would be Warriors or pass for me in that one. Lakers, 28th different lineup in their 56th game tonight. In other words, they average a different lineup every other game. You almost have to try to do that. That's unbelievable. We've done all we can do for Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, Gil Alexander. I'm a free man. Nightcap is next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.